Welcome to the Becoming Untangled podcast. We're your hosts, Chris and Lauren Worthington. We believe that happily ever after is earned through guts, grit, and grace. We are committed to taking massive inspired action and helping you discover your potential. Together, we will give you the tools, tips, and strategies for manifesting your goals and dreams. If you're ready to live, love, and laugh, then get ready to become untangled. Here we go. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Becoming Untangled podcast. I got my man right next to me. Hi, everyone. What's up, babe? Nothing. Nothing at all, huh? Nothing at all. (laughs) (laughs) We were just recording and Lauren made me delete the last one because I proclaimed that I want to speak more Clearly, and she's like, you sound like a moron. I did not say that. You basically said it. Pretty much. (laughs) Anyway, so if you haven't listened to our series on goal crushing, we have part one and two. Stop whatever you're doing right now and go listen to those if you haven't done so already. It's worth a listen. Right? It is. The last one was pretty fun. I liked it. It was a lot of fun, actually. I enjoyed it. So what happens when you set your vision and your goals... Pretty much you're like, all right, I'm ready to rock and roll. You might have like a great week, maybe a great month, and then boom, you hit a roadblock. So what we wanted to talk about today on today's podcast was the subject of, okay, now we need to take a look at what's holding you back. For sure. Once you hit those roadblocks, because we all hit them, Mm -hmm. it's actually deeper than you actually would assume. Sorry, the cat is totally distracting me. I don't even understand what's happening. Yeah, I think he's going to attack you. I think he's a lion. If you follow Lauren on Instagram, you'll know what we're talking about. He needs, like, literally, like, like kneading on Lauren's chest before he'll lay down. But For, like, an hour. For, like, an hour. And I don't know what... He's just staring. I think he's planning to attack you. I think he is going to attack me. Regardless, (laughs) we were talking a lot about belief and the goal setting that once you establish that goal, you're really establishing your belief... However, that said, these sneaky little things like fear and a few other things will creep in and maybe deter you you from getting your goal. Yeah, it can stop you right in your track and you might not even realize that it's happening. And I was listening to a podcast the other day and she said, oh my gosh, this hit me like a ton of bricks. I'm like, she's talking to me. She said, your car, okay, the situation that your car looks like inside is a great example of what's going on in your brain. Oh, God. And I about threw up. Yeah, because my car is a mess. I've got, you name it, three kids, animals, a husband, literally on the go all the time. It is not crystal, like, spick and span. What about yours, babe? No, (laughs) mine, so the glove box actually broke on mine the other day. So papers that were in the glove box are now all over my car. Oh, my God. So I got to fix that. So they also said, uh, look at your phone or your computer. And if you have, you know, 12 different tabs open or 12 different apps going, that's, again, a direct reflection of what's going on in your brain. How many apps are going on in your phone right now? I actually have been clearing my apps. So that's, that isn't where my reflection is. It's my car. And it does make sense when you look at it because what I love the most is organization and cleanliness. And actually, if you could look at our master bedroom right now, we were, it's a hot mess. But we're like, nope, today we have all these things we want to accomplish and this 
room is going to have to go on the back burner, unfortunately. So now we're just trying to find and juggle all of the things that we want with our goal setting and where does, you know, cleaning the car, cleaning the room fit. You catch what I'm putting out? Yes. Okay. So if we relate it into our life as far as our business or whatever aspirations you you have to build a better life for yourself, you've set your vision, you've set your goals, but then you're going to hit roadblocks. And what I never realized is my roadblock is exactly the physical things that I look at. So if I don't feel like I'm in a clean space, I actually become more distracted by that. And then that becomes my excuse, which then becomes my block and my wall that I hit, which means that I stop doing and going for my goals. For sure. Makes sense? Absolutely. What about you? Can you give an example? Um, well, I tend to fall in the same category. So if there's anything around me that is super distracting, then I won't complete the task that I'm set out to do. So for instance, the kids um, will often be like, Dad, I'm hungry, this, that, the other thing. So I'll make sure that I have everything planned ahead of time. So before I start out on a task, I'll make sure that they all have snacks. I'll make sure that they're set up so that they um, can be entertained. And if it's for a longer period of time, then obviously we'll arrange for childcare. But those are some of the things that like distract me. And the kids are my biggest distractor because ultimately we want to make sure that they're all set up. And if they need something, of course, we're going to jump right to it and help them. Yeah. And I think for going off of that is we never included them in anything that we were doing before. So they never really understood like what our vision is and why mom and dad are working so hard on things and why... You know, we're constantly on the go. And once we kind of brought them into those conversations, they understand it now. So all we have to do is say, hey, guys, we're recording a podcast. Give us, you know, 20 minutes or, hey, mom's jumping on the phone and dad's doing X, Y, Z. It's letting them into it. And Mm -hmm. like Chris said, sort of planning in advance. Okay, do they have their, you know, are they in front of a movie? Do they have all their snacks? So we don't get interrupted and we can complete the task at hand. Right. Right. So really what all of that means is that our external reality in our lives is a direct reflection of what's going on inside. So take a look at your surroundings, your car, your phone, your computer, your room, your house, whatever. And it doesn't have to be perfect, but if it's a complete chaotic mess, chances are (laughs) your business and your life is a chaotic mess. So we're going to sort of... Go backwards from the goals that you've set, how now if you've hit this block, it's probably because of those external factors. And we're going to talk about the four, I would say, pillars of those self self roadblocks that we don't really understand what they are. And we're going to walk you through those. Correct. And I would just add one thing before we get into those four pillars, but your belief really should be stronger than any doubt that you have. So what that means really is that whatever your goal was, it was steeped in belief. You knew that you could or wanted to do whatever it is that you set out to do, that goal. Mm -hmm. Your doubt or your fear should not be bigger than that goal. So how do we we mitigate a lot of that? Which is if that fear or that doubt comes in, I want you to take a break and just address that specific doubt and then get around it, get around that roadblock. Yeah, so what you really need to ask yourself right now, if you have a piece of paper in hand or when you're feeling like you hit a roadblock, is you have to really dig deep and find out what is currently holding you back. 
right? So if, are you blaming maybe your children that the fact that you can't get things done? Are you blaming other people? You know, my team's not doing X, Y, Z, or people aren't calling me. Are you making those negative um, affirmations? Are you putting the blame on somebody else? So it doesn't matter. Just write it down. What is currently holding you back? And then on the other side of the paper, how can you overcome it? And you might not know, but come up with some ideas that if you can't figure it out right now, think about somebody who has overcome it and what they did. So, right, it's always like borrow someone else's belief before you can build yours. Go ahead and do that. So the four internal limits, I would like to call them. The strife, the struggle. (laughs) That you're going to run into on a daily basis. And this takes practice over time to really start acknowledging when these things show up. Absolutely. We're going to walk through them. I'm going to name the four right now, and then we're going to talk about each one specifically. So fear, self-sabotage, limiting beliefs, and self-doubt. Okay? Boom. Boom. Just we're going to let that marinate. I mean, you marinate that for a minute, and you do. You realize that of any situation you're ever in, those four little gremlins creep into your brain, and they start talking to you or trying to convince you out of doing whatever it is that you're doing to get to your goal. So fear, yes, is a big one. So there are so many people who get stuck in fear, I myself, and that actually blocks and stops you from any manifesting that you're currently doing on what you want. It completely holds you back from moving forward because it's easier to stay in your comfort zone and what you're used to than stepping outside of that and getting a little uncomfortable. So how do we fix that? Do you know? Well, here's what I know for me Perfect. is this. So your fear, you have physical responses with fear. So fear itself is going to create uh, flight, uh, fight, or freeze. So those three responses happen as a result of fear. So if you're stuck in the freeze, then you have to literally get out of that. And the way that I do it is I apply Mel Robbins, 54321. And I do the same thing that you were talking about in a couple of podcasts ago, but I recognize it in that moment that I'm acting out of fear, five, four, three, two, one, and move. Um, so that's really how I overcome that one little fear piece. I apply Mel Robbins. Yeah, I love Mel Robbins, and I she love is that. Awesome. For me, my example would be: I just decided and declared that I would step outside of my comfort zone every single day, and that helps me build my strength against fear. So it could be something so small as talking to the person that's checking you out at the grocery store or looking up and saying good morning to somebody. Um, what I used to do is get on an airplane and put in my ear pods and like pray that nobody would talk to me that sat next to me. And now I, before I travel, it's like a kind of, it's like game day. I kind of pump myself up and I put it out there. Like the person I'm going to sit next to is going to have a significant part of my journey and I cannot wait to talk to them and meet them and hear their story. And once you start doing that, you'll see everything changes. The universe actually responds to you in a positive manner. So doing those little things that steps outside of your comfort zone, maybe for you it's not picking up that can of soda or that cigarette. Maybe it's going for a walk or maybe it's calling a friend and apologizing or calling a friend and telling them that you, you know, something made you feel uncomfortable that they may have done and you wanted to talk about it to see where you could, you know, build that bridge. 
all sorts of different examples, but those are considered stepping outside of your comfort zone. Because if you don't address those things or change your mindset in that way, you're going to be playing small. Absolutely. You know, that's 100% spot on. So the next one's limiting beliefs, which I, whoo, we have had 37 years of that exposure where it's shitty. Like it's like that worst feeling on the planet. You're convincing yourself that you're not good enough, that you don't deserve it. It's too hard. It's too hard. Yep. You know, what other, you're really relying maybe on what you think that other people think. Mm Mm-hmm. The double that's thinking, a, you know what I mean? That's a limiting like, belief. It's, it's a awful. story. But that's all coming from that little gremlin voice in your brain telling you all the reasons why you're not good enough for something. And I, you know, uh, just I'll share a brief, very brief story. Story, But for me, um, I had this fear and this limiting belief about having Facebook because I'm um, in the public sector and I'm like, well, I want to be private. And it just manifested in this whole negative realm. But really when Lauren was able to kind of help me and say, look, this is not what you think it is. It's going to be better. And I did. I got social media. And I don't regret it Which now. was a really funny story, but that's for a different podcast. Oh, my God. I don't want to, don't want to tell you. Let's just say that. we woke say up in Vegas at 2 a.m. to Chris standing over the bed with his phone in his hand saying, oh, my God, I just got Facebook and the rest I can't yeah. <laughs> explain. But it was a hot mess. Oh, my God. Don't worry. I fixed all of that. Um, limiting beliefs, again, could be I don't believe it can happen instantly. I don't believe I can do it. Um, again, it's too hard. And what I've realized over the past couple years of doing some massive deep 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 self-work on my personal development is that my self-limiting beliefs began at a very young age not putting the blame on my parents but maybe the way that they voice certain things I interpreted them differently so for example I remember being in my college dorm not happy where I was in Worcester Massachusetts and I had these big grand visions of just becoming something amazing. And I couldn't figure it out. And if you know me, like my husband does, I think out loud. So I had been doing my research and spewing out all these different things. And I remember calling both parents who were getting a divorce at the time. So same conversation, two different times. Well, what about this? And what about this? And I could go here and I could go there. And I think because they maybe haven't, hadn't done that personal development either, that there were self-limiting beliefs. Well, that might be too much school. That might cost too much money. And it wasn't like, yes, Lauren, you can do it. I totally support you and we'll figure it out how to pay for it. I took it as an automatic shutdown and I basically shut it all off. And I thought, okay, well, I'm not good enough to become whatever I wanted to be at the time, which was 9,000 different things. So I carried that with me from age 18 to literally probably 36, no joke. Those self-limiting beliefs over time, it brewed bigger and bigger and it manifested into a very ugly monster. <laughs> Honestly. Until I wouldn't go that far, but... I think so, because once I freed myself of that, that story that I created and I stopped all the blame on my parents where it had nothing to do with that. I just wasn't strong enough at that age to really understand that. So I have the gift now of 
teaching other people what I wish that I had been taught and then we can carry that on to our children, et cetera. What about you and your self-limiting beliefs? Well, it's like I said before, there was so many different times where those little gremlins creep into your brain. And so uh, I always think back to not only like police work or um, the academy, but law school. There were so many times where I'm like, am I really good enough for this? Am I really smart enough? Am I able to do the practice of law? Am I able to do what those other cops are doing? So you're, it was for me, it almost manifested as like comparison. But um, I was able to overcome that just by taking on many different things and completing the small tasks. So it was like I had those little mini successes and I was um, really just kind of highlighting those mm-hmm. instead of focusing on that. You're not good enough. You're not this. You're not that. So that for me was how I really kind of was able to overcome a lot of those various issues just incrementally, though. Yeah. And I think that goes into the next one, which is self-doubt, right? You're doubting yourself. And this is like an entirely different podcast and process. We could spend a lot of time talking about that. But the self-doubt is truly not believing in yourself. So this is where you are going to get stuck. It's going to happen. It controls the process by trying to look for the perfect process to make it happen. Does that make sense? Right? So it's never going to show up if we keep doubting ourselves and not believing in ourselves because we're not putting, we're not flipping it into the universe. Sure. So that's where like self-affirmations, as cheesy as some people think it is, they, they do work because you're training your brain, like Chris said with Mel Robbins, 54321, act, 54321, get out of bed, 54321, make that call, Mm -hmm. whatever it is. When you're doing this process, you're actually breaking that chain over time. So you're training your brain to stop doubting yourself. You say, I can do this. I am capable of getting out of bed and going to do my workout. I am worthy enough to make this amount of money. For sure. Right? So it's all these different ways that you could look at affirmations. So if you're really doubting yourself on success or... Whatever it is, um, you can you absolutely have the power to change that. I mean, that's the base. I think that's like the cake right there is you have the power to change it. For sure. And that comes for me. That was practice. So I literally look at things in a mindset perspective. And the mindset to me is the attitude on the belief. So when you're doing the um, when you're when you've established that belief, your mindset has to mirror that belief. You have to have that confidence. And that's how you really um, attack any of these limiting beliefs, those self-doubts, that's how you attack it. Your, um, again, your belief has to be stronger than your doubt. If you look at police or fire or military, these men and women, every single day before they go to work, they apply this mindset they're going to survive, the survival mindset. You know, they've already encountered a problem a thousand times in their brain before they actually encounter the problem. So for them, whenever that issue manifests or shows up, they already have the confidence to overcome it. So that's really, for me, like the importance of mindset. That's the importance of really digging deep and knowing that your belief is strong enough. Because your mindset's going to run parallel to it, right? It's going to run along with that belief. But your doubt will take you off of that course and derail everything that you're working on. For sure. And it is that practice. It's, what did we listen to today? It was Abraham Hicks. And right in the beginning, we both started laughing at each other, listening to her, because she's like, today is a great day. Today is a great day. Oh, she said like six Today times. <laughs> is a great day. But once you got, you know, halfway into 
her little YouTube thing, it was like, wow, this is actually powerful because of, you know, she goes on and on and on about just going into your day or going into the situation in a positive mindset. But that practice is repeating it. So those affirmations, you repeat, you repeat, you repeat. And another one I listened to uh, was a podcast recently. She's like, you know, we write all these things down. We write our goals, we write our visions, but we do not practice it on the daily speaking it into existence. Just like we create a vision board and we never look at it. But if you want massive success and you're asking for these things, yet you're not practicing them, no wonder why you're stuck. No wonder why you're not getting what you want. Mm -hmm. So if you have a vision board, look at it every day. If you have affirmations and things that you want, you know, say them out loud every day or put them on sticky notes, whatever works for you in your flow, repeat, repeat, repeat. And I think that's the beauty in all the things that we're really teaching is this isn't new. We're just giving examples of what has worked for us. This is all, this goes way, way, way back in time of, you know, people having these practices and it actually working. For sure. I mean, and there's oftentimes we look at these things and we're saying, well, that wouldn't work. It works for Crystal Lauren, but it doesn't work for me. Well, I had that exact same limiting belief uh, many years ago. Well, not many years ago, but years ago. And it was just that slow, slow, slow and methodical practice that it over over time actually changed my mindset. So that's important to remember, too, that this is not we're going to start speaking this into existence today and tomorrow we're going to be be uh, (laughs) 1000% different. No, No, this is like just really shifting your focus and it takes a little bit of time and once you get used to it it becomes easier and then that creates comfort and comfort creates that confidence so then you go on to the next piece that you're not as confident and you start to make those slow changes until you are confident and that's really the point of think of all of this is to slowly over time to grow that confidence and that way you won't have as much of the limiting belief or the self-doubt or any of those fears because it's created a comfort level for you the person yeah so i mean something came up just when you were speaking that, but if you have, so Chris and I had a huge vision. We wanted change. We didn't want to feel like college students anymore. No Mm -hmm. offense. We were living that sort of, you know, living a paycheck to paycheck, still having the same furniture around our house that we did 17 years ago. I mean, it was just like, man, here we are begging for something new yet. We weren't acting on anything. So we made a choice to, align ourselves with a health and wellness company. So we're fueling ourselves. But honestly, it was making the choice to go to work, to really dig deep and understand who we are 1000% as an individual and then who we are as a couple. And I remember someone coming up to me going, oh, I just ran into so-and-so. You guys, you and Chris are friends with them. And they they said something really funny. And um, I said, okay, what? And they said... Well, he said, oh my gosh, yeah, can you believe Chris and Lauren? They're so friggin' positive. <laughs> and he said it in such a negative tone. And when she told me that, she was like, she, I could see her face being like concerned. And I go, I started laughing. I go, that's amazing. I go, because mm-hmm. what we're doing is obviously working. People are starting to see that we made a choice, that we're rising above the social norm, and we're going to make a better life for ourselves. So you can be on board with it. Mm-hmm. Or you can get off the boat. I do not care, but we know where we're going. So for sure. 
that just, you know, that was our, I wasn't going to let that dip into my self-limiting beliefs or my self-doubt and let it fuel that fire. I flipped it and I was like, thank you for that. That was a glimpse that it's working. But one of the ironies in that that I loved was I proclaimed that many months ago, several months ago, that I wanted to be a more positive person because at the time when I had made that proclamation, I didn't feel I was being very positive. I felt like I was living in the negative and I embodied that and I didn't want to live there anymore. I wanted to move to being more positive. So for me, that was just absolutely confirmed that what I was doing was working. You know, another thing when I'm just sitting here staring at you, first of all, I love your <laughs> outfit. I didn't even realize that until this, now. This lovely ensemble. It, you look real good, real nice. But one thing that I think being positive and making those changes and not having the self-limiting beliefs or making up the stories and all those things that we're talking about is one thing just recently is when I kiss my husband, I actually am in the present moment. And I when I kiss you... With my eyes closed. Because <laughs> you're looking at me weird. But I, my affirmation, my head that I speak is, I love this man so much. And I do it every single time. And it was just something that popped up maybe, I don't know, a year ago. And we started to really go down like a crazy, amazing, like, Gross. oh my gosh, we hit pillar one and two and we're just going to keep going. It was something that brought massive peace and it makes me feel fulfilled and loved and it's a just a different state that you live in so I'm giving you that example because it's just a higher state that you live in constantly and then today when we're sitting at the breakfast table just Chris and I it's beautiful outside you know the white snow and these two red 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 cardinals were like flying around following each other and I was like oh stop if and we you just, know Lauren, you know she loves cardinals. cardinals. And we just looked outside and it was like, in my head, I said, God, this is so beautiful. I'm so blessed. And I said it a few times. And that made me feel really happy. So those are little things that you being in the present and working those affirmations in or, or whatever, that thankfulness, that gratitude, it literally will change your life. I mean, I can give you examples for me as well when uh, there are times where you may look at it as I get stuck at home with the kids or something to that effect. But now I say I have this opportunity to be dad and I have this opportunity to just really educate them and have fun. And that's where prior to like many, many months ago, I would have been like, you know, really frustrated over that fact where now I actually have an opportunity to hang out with my kids. If you know, there's a snow day or something comes up and something that they will absolutely love when they're older because my both my parents were gone all the time just as Chris's and we held on to that for a long time it created some abandonment issues and I mean without diving into it but it does it just is that's the natural way and again we created stories because we had no other choice to keep us comfort you know at that comfort level but now to say I'm blessed to be home with my kids or I'm able to have like this extra hour with them which I get to have tomorrow is a really great thing. And mm-hmm. if you can come from that gratitude, it, it, again, like you said, it, it does change everything. And not every day is like rainbows and unicorns. I don't want to set that scene, but... No, we have our trials, we have our tribulations, but we always work really hard at not living there. So it's important to recognize them when they come up, but not live there. Because right. if you do, then you're going to be miserable. So and, the, I, and I was for a while, to be honest with you. I was stuck there in that miserableness. So the last one um, is really the self-sabotage, right? So when you get close to achieving something that you desire, you will find a way to screw it up, right? So then you can blame why you didn't get there. 
Do you have any examples you can think about on that? I'm trying to think for me. So self sabotage. Um, yeah, I mean, you know what? I'll go back to when I was st- studying, and there were times where I just did not really want to read multiple hundreds of pages of law, and so I would put it off, and yeah. I would put it off, and I'll put best it way off. To explain it. And then all of a sudden, the day before it's all due, I'm now trying to cram you know, 200 plus pages of reading into one night. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's not reasonable. That's not fair to myself. But then I would stress myself out that particular night. But I really, when I look back on it, it was such a terrible thing that I was doing to myself. I was self-sabotaging because I was like, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll put it off. And, you know, that, that wasn't healthy for my mindset, especially the night before class. That is so huge. The self-sabotage, if you're telling yourself you'll do it tomorrow or you'll do it later, that right there is a clear definition of self-sabotage. Because if you can take that Mel Robbins approach, 54321, and just do it, you are actually going to release all those great, I don't know what you call them. Endorphins. Endorphins and all those amazing things that happen when you have that level of success. Like, okay, you did it. You're proud of yourself and you can move on. So do the hard things first. If you're looking at your day, do the hard things first. Make that phone call that you don't want to make first and just dial the number. Mm -hmm. And like, you can't predict whether or not they're going to pick up or not and you're just going to go with it. And then it's like Chris said, the reading. If you have something due, and what we've been teaching Connor is like, you don't wait till the last minute. He wanted to play Fortnite. I said, is your project done? He said, no. I said, then you get on the computer and you finish your project. Do the hard thing first because you're not going to wait till 8 o'clock tonight and and go to town on it. You're going to do it now so then you can reward yourself after. And I think to piggyback on what you're saying, another thing that was really helpful is if you manage it in bites. So often we look at a an issue like a report that may be due or something to that effect. And we think we have to get it all done on one lump sum. It's sometimes easier to put it into manageable bites. So for me, when I had multiple hundreds of pages to read, it sounds like a lot when you look at it in its totality, but I broke it down. I just went, Hey, look, I'm going to spend 10 minutes. I'm going to read 20 pages or I'm going to try to get through 20 pages. So I would do it like 20 pages at a time throughout my day. You know, I picked up the book at various different times, but I would take a break give myself the energy that I wanted. So I would go do something that was not related to law and then come back to it. And it was, I felt that to be more beneficial. I tended to retain more of the knowledge I felt because it wasn't as a daunting task. So just food for thought. Yeah, no, I think just to, to wrap it up um, for all those things, I mean, you, we could go on and on and on, but basically at the end of the day, if you wrote, I believe manifesting my vision is really hard. Let's just say that was your mentality. Like you can't figure out how to do it. If you've given, if you're in our academy, we have some worksheets that come out and you're like, ah, I don't know where to start. This is really hard. Change it to something different. You're going to say, I now choose to believe that manifesting this vision is really easy. I find it's really easy for me to wake up in the morning, energized and ready to do my workout versus Working out sucks and I hate it, right? Why would you want to move towards that? Or losing 35 pounds is so hard, I don't know where to begin. When you can flip it and say, I know where to begin and I'm taking the first step into my 35-pound weight loss journey I'm really excited about. Different things, like 
take some time, get out a journal and really write down those negative self-limiting beliefs, the way that you might speak it into existence and then flip it around onto the positive side. That will make you basically start in the right direction of changing all those intentional limits, right? Which was the fear, the self-sabotage, self-limiting beliefs, all those things. Once you start doing those daily practices, five, four, three, two, one, just do it. Right. You want to knock down those four pillars. Knock it down. You got anything else, babes? Just that I love you. Love you. Isn't this fun? Uh, so fun. No, really. No, like really, I can't imagine fun. if we didn't say yes or have this opportunity to be like immersed into a culture that showed us this lifestyle of how to live in a positive light. I mean, it could have, our journey could have been a, well, it would have been a totally different story. For sure. I feel oftentimes that, you know, what I would have once regretted, regretted, I no longer hold anymore. So like, I don't hold, I don't have regret because we're living a better lifestyle for yeah, us. So totally. before I would have been like, man, I wish I was, you know, maybe nicer or I wish I was a little more positive. Now that we're living in that kind of on that vibrational plane, or if you want to call it, I just feel better about everything. So oh, like, I don't too. have, I know two, three years from now, I won't have the regret, you know, doing this podcast has been fun. Yeah. And that's really what it boils down to. If it's not fun, I don't want to do it. I'm right there with you. Boom. Can't wait. Where's, awesome. Where's the mic? We got to drop it. <laughs> Just throw it. Just throw it down. Toss it. <laughs> well, guys, thanks so much. If you could head over to iTunes, this is what we're looking for for your support because we just love it so much. We're getting a ton of messages. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for those. We love you more than you even know. But if you could pop over to iTunes and drop us a review, that would mean the world to us. For sure. Anything else you got? And if you want to hear us talk about something specific, I would love for you to reach out to either one of us yes. on social media. We're on Facebook and we're on Instagram. Um, Give do us we have some those on the, on the bios or whatever, the, the link? We sure do. Okay, so check us out there as well. You can find us. We're not easy. I'm not easy. We're not hard. <laughs> <laughs> we're not easy. We're not easy. We're not we're hard, hard to, find. to find. Definitely message us. Um, we love hearing from everybody and what you as listeners want to hear us discuss for the becoming untangled. I don't play hard to get. I know you don't. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Happy Sunday. We love you so much. Peace out. Bye everybody. See you next week. A huge hug to all of you who have taken the time out of your day to listen in. My hope is that you've taken away some nuggets and feel inspired to become untangled and be the leader of your life. It would mean the world to me if you share this episode with a friend. You can also head on over to iTunes and give it a five-star rating. We would be so grateful. Remember, you have to love yourself so much, so deep in your soul, to love anyone else thereafter.